Welcome to a special one-time episode of the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, or almost anywhere you get your podcast. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, listen, you know we drop a fresh weekly episode featuring a radio pro working right now in radio, usually across the United States or Canada each Sunday, as we say on our regular weekly event, to enjoy our podcast, you only need to be interested in others and be open to encouragement, advice, connections, tools to get ahead and make uh, different ways for you to make your radio career more profitable and successful. We're also home of a special quarterly radio exclusive sales event that is designed to help local sellers get more sales out of each coming quarter. Listen to this. We're in the advertising business. What could be better than having encouragers rally or rally your sellers to grow more revenue? Our next quarterly radio sales event is July 13th, and it will be called Telling the 21st Century Radio Story. And of course, we're going to have special on the ground revenue success drivers in that episode. On this episode, we're focusing on new technologies talked about with fear and excitement and wonder. We call this chat GPT and the AI century with Mike McVeigh, Lloyd Ford, and Fred Jacobs. But as you listen, I don't want you to limit your thoughts to something singular like chat GPT. That's a small part of what is here and what is coming. We want to thank Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Here's the first thing I want you to consider on this episode. As you listen to this episode, you should consider if you are really listening to Fred Jacobs, Lloyd Ford, and Mike McVeigh talk about AI, or are these voices you're hearing AI representations of the three of us talking about artificial intelligence. Keep listening to find out for yourself. The reveal is coming inside the end of this episode. Most everyone with a computer, a laptop, Facebook, and a wide variety of other social media is aware of ChatGPT, of course. That's because ChatGPT is spreading faster than any of the previous social media platforms you've been using for years. And you can find in any break room in North America and probably around the world, many people chatting fear about, is AI going to take my job? Maybe that's the wrong question. We will explore. Of course, GPT-4 is the latest language model for chat GPT AI chatbot. And despite recently being released, it's already making waves. The new model is smarter in a number of exciting ways, most notably its ability to understand images. And it can also process over eight times as many words as its predecessor. It's a lot harder to fool now as well. If we simply look at the different types of chatbots, experts typically distinguish between three types, rule-based bots, bots with artificial intelligence called AI bots, and application-oriented bots that combine both rule-based and intelligent dialogue systems, blah, 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 blah. In other words, that sounds like a lot, right? Well, that's just the bots that are speeding the writing process up. We 
know that this is already impacting radio sellers writing copy in many U.S. markets. And if you haven't tried it, well, you should. The world's largest search engine, Google, has been soft testing and is now starting to make their version available in search, if you haven't heard about this. So AI is going to change a lot more than radio, but new changes come and have come for many decades in our industry. So it's worth a broader look and then a more concentrated look for radio as we start looking at how fast changing technology is moving our industry and others. This is a thing. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works, or what we call ourselves RPC. Our practice is an actual multiplier, helping local radio generate higher ratings and higher revenue. And that means we work on helping our clients with the revenue side too. Ideas are the new technology. Ask yourself if you have enough ideas, reach out anytime. We can help you schedule a free consultation. Meet up by email. It's easy. F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. As you listen to us talk about the future, I want to first draw your attention to something I stress with local radio all the time. If you've been in radio for more than a minute, you know that there are many broadcasters who focus on their competition. What are they doing? What are they saying? How can we beat them? I always want to draw away from that with distinction to what gives you real opportunity to win in your market. I say focus on something called familiar surprise. And those words will play a role in today's conversation because familiar surprise is what humans, those people on your team, bring to the party that AI may never be able to master. Today, we're joined by two of the most respected names in radio, and both of these individuals have stellar reputations in our business and as thought leaders in areas of technology adaptation and how to help radio strategically prepare for the future, because the future always looks different than the past. Let me say that again, because it'll be important in this episode. The future is always different than the past. Mike McVeigh has decades-long reputation as being skilled in entertainment, digital media, broadcasting, and specifically radio. Mike is a, a person of strong business development as a business development professional and is well-known way beyond the radio business. He is president of McVeigh Media. Fred Jacobs is, of course, the owner of Jacobs Media, Detroit-based broadcaster, researcher, consultant, digital strategist, get this, connected car guy, and student of the game. Fred loves exchanging ideas with bright, engaging people that are trying to figure it all out, and that's where we are. We're in the early stages of what AI can bring to radio and to many other industries, but the one thing that is different than in the past is that these technological developments are now more rapid than the changes that we've seen with past technologies. That's what brings us together for some perspectives on what may be happening now and certainly in the future with radio and how you can leverage your creativity and emotion and make the most of being human, of course. I usually say that no one can predict the future and that's true. But some things can be seen before the event horizon. We are about to have a truly transformative moment in human history. AI, artificial intelligence, is going to play a large role in the future of life. 
I want to try to encourage you to get in the right space mentally for what you're about to hear. So I want you to think about a time when Facebook, Instagram, TikTok didn't exist. That doesn't take much imagination depending on your age. However, it's important to think about when the smartphone came to be common. It's important to think about when computers came in and how much the world changed at each of these inflection points. It's not just a new development. It's transformational moments that shifted human behavior. Now, think about children and think about those people who come into the workforce every single year. They don't have your baggage. They don't see your limits. They see opportunities. They are ready to prove themselves, their value, and make their way in the new universe, just as you have done. That's the world that's always coming. The time to think about AI is right now. What's your attitude toward it? Will you be afraid of it or will you embrace it and use it? The answers to those two questions may determine the length of your career from this moment. So let's start with you, Mike. Um, should people be afraid of losing their jobs to AI? Well, I think that when, let me start by saying, by the way, thank you for having me. And it's an honor to be here with Fred Jacobs as well. Um, you. you know, I think it depends on what the job is. Uh, obviously, where artificial intelligence is today, you know, people in media, writers, uh, creatives, those people developing audio, uh, air talent, um, you know, newscasters are all concerned. I mean, I think all of the folks are concerned as to whether we'll take their job or not. You know, we're at the very, very beginning of artificial intelligence. And I don't know that we can fathom what it will develop into or how it will be used. Um, I know when you first spoke to Fred and I, way back at the beginning of April, we both kind of said, ah, it's too early, you know, because right. every day there was something new uh, popping up. I think that much like water, it will find its own level and we will settle into how the industry uses it. Um, I really liked early on when uh, Radio GPT launched from Futuri, people on Facebook were going crazy. There was great weeping and gnashing of teeth and casting into darkness. And Valerie Geller, who's a personality consultant, said, air talent only need to worry if they're lazy. And I thought that was a really good comment because it cut to the chase. Sadly, there will be some broadcasters, because we already have them, who don't care about high quality or high level of performance. They just want something to be on the air. And I think that's a bit of a different conversation. But will it cost you your job? Um, as we go through this session today, I'd love to have the opportunity to suggest what I think air talent will need to do and what I think copywriters will need to do to fortify their position. But the real key is, is whatever you're doing if you can be replaced by a machine, then you got to do it better, uh, or you may be replaced by a machine. Mm. Bring something unique to the game. Okay, Fred, if radio gets AI to do a lot more of its work, that sounds great on the surface. 
kind of like getting some smart kid in the eighth grade to do your seventh grade paper. Kind of neat. An example of a shortcut that has backlash, right? Because, I mean, you hear this from different schools and professors at the college level where students are having AI write their papers and they're not even re-editing. This is causing teachers and professors to be challenged about grading the work. What could be the real cost of careless AI in use with radio? In other words, what about erosion of quality of content? Well, some would say that there is erosion of quality of content now, which is why we're having this conversation about what kind of impact AI is going to have. I mean, I, I think, Lloyd, that you can kind of get a sense from an earlier technology about what could possibly happen here. And I'm referring to music scheduling on the one hand and voice tracking on the other. You know, both of these technologies came along with some of the same kind of verbiage that we use now for uh, uh, AI and chat G GPT and whatnot. It'll make things easier for you. It'll be quicker. You'll be more efficient. You'll be able to do more tasks, all that kind of stuff. My question is, does radio sound better since the advent of these technologies? And I think to a great degree, that's what we're grappling with here with this new technology. It's not just about speed and efficiency and scale. It's how can the technology actually create better or help us create better radio along the way? So I, I, I think I think there are a lot of questions with this. And as Mike said, I mean, we, we were both not concerned but certainly realizing that we're in the first inning uh, here of, of this technology, we don't know where it's going to end up. I, I, I do think, and I mean, this is something that I want to throw out on the table, and maybe there will be time to talk about this. But look, with all of the other technologies that have come along in our lifetimes, whether you've been in radio five years or 50 years, there's never been talk about societal impact, right? It's it's just been, here's this new technology that will make it easier or more efficient for us to get a product on the air. But we're dealing with something here that goes well beyond, is this technology going to replace me uh, as, as as a worker? There There is, there are societal impacts here that we can't possibly fathom. And yet we know from so many of the conversations, including many of the people on the ground floor of this technology. Samuel Altman is, is one of these guys who is cautioning every time he opens a mic and, and does an interview. So I, I know that's kind of a, a, a long and winding answer to your question, but it's really hard for me to just simplify the conversation about this technology because there is so much that we don't know about where it's going. I think if I can jump in for a second, Lloyd, I think also to piggyback off of what Fred just said, it's going to force change in how we do deals with air talent, how we handle imaging, how we go forward in marketing. Um, you know, with athletes, we already have NIL, name, image, likeness. And I think that's going to become name, image, likeness, voice. Um, you know, if I'm an air talent, 
I own my voice. You can't duplicate that sound and use it without compensating me something for that or working it into a deal somehow um, that that part of my salary is assigned to it. And so I think from the air talent standpoint, that's going to be a reality. Now, there's great things that come from AI. You know, Chad GPT, you know, there was a conference, and I won't say the name of it, but there was a conference that I and four other, let us say, programmers and consultants in the autumn of our lives were to be on. And the panel was to talk about keeping radio relevant. And when we got on our uh, prep call, I said, guys, look at us. This is like a bad Saturday night live stunt, you know? And, and so the moderator of the session asked chat GPT for a title, explain what we needed. And what we got was revitalizing legacy media. That was pretty good. We weren't smart enough to come up with that. No. Oh. All right. So look, I need to underscore this again, which is a great place for me to ask this question, Mike. Here we are. We're standing really on the fine edge of the beginning of what AI can be, especially for radio. We don't know the future. How do we use our creativity with whatever tools come without destroying the creative process? Because you just said some freaky stuff there. <laughs> Name likeness. I mean... Anybody listening who is an air talent goes, wait, did he just say that they might use me without using me? I think he just said that. Help us, Mike. Totally. totally. And and by the way, I mean, you know, there's companies out there like Veritone and Enco and I can name more um, that are already enabling talent like in Elvis Duran and others to you know, record liners and sweepers and promos for the stations. Um, because, you know, one of the complaints when you have syndication is I can't get that air talent to frequently enough record liners or sweepers for me. And so so there will be advantages to it. But let me let me say something and hand off to my esteemed colleague here. <laughs> Fred, Fred wrote an article about Nick Michaels recently, who is one of the most amazing storytellers. I ever met in my life. And for those of you who are hearing this and have never heard of him, Google Nick Michaels radio and, and the things that will come up are unbelievable. There are people out there who will figure out how to use AI to do something that is as creative as we see in the movie, the matrix yes. or any of the fast and furious films and so on. It's not me, but there's somebody out there that will figure out how to do that. And Fred, you you just wrote about Nick. I'm sure that if Nick were alive, he'd be figuring it out. Uh, he would be railing against it on the one hand, uh, but but yes, on on the other hand, I mean he he was a technology guy. I mean, when you go to his house, it was ridiculous looking at just his whole TV setup, just crazy so yeah I, I i think the super talented among us i mean the the people who we might want to think about as probably not having anything to worry about i mean you, you think about an elvis duran 
I mean, he's he's at the top of the pyramid, right? I mean, he's he's looking at this as an efficiency tool. Um, you know, how can I get my tags recorded? You know, maybe for a syndicated talent, there's an opportunity to be able to, uh, using AI, create uh, local breaks for various markets. So you actually can sound more like you're in Phoenix or New Orleans or wherever the case may be. So, you know, mm -hmm. for that upper class of uh, air personalities who are unique and bring a tremendous amount of emotion to what they do, they're genuine people, uh, th these tools, I think, will ultimately be helpful. And I think you're going to see a lot of people like Elvis Duran, like Bobby Bones, uh, uh, those th th those types of folks figuring out how to actually make this work for them. I I, I think it is the great middle class <laughs> that that really needs to assess where they're at and and where they are at this point in their career as this tidal wave of technology washes over us, and we don't know what's going to happen when the waters <laughs> recede. And we're sitting there on the beach going, whoa, what the hell just happened here? Um, you know, I, I think for those folks, it's going to be a scary morning show boot camp. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, listen, you know, we're talking about really interesting personalities and being able to duplicate those. That's an interesting thought. And I'm just going to insert here that Robin Williams, totally out of radio, right? Except that one movie, right? Robin Williams thought ahead enough to say there's a moratorium. I don't know if you remember this for like something like 30 years, they can't use his likeness. They can't use any of those things. He was thinking ahead to whatever this is. You take really great, great creative people like that with some vision of the future. That's pretty scary. So Fred, let, let's talk, you know, because a lot of people feel that voice tracking, of course, really allowed big radio to cut back on employees further, maybe further than they should have. As a part of that, a very large talent pool evaporated across time. Now we have AI, and that will certainly tempt the business class to cut deeper because maybe they can still technically have voices. What's wrong with that? Shouldn't there be a concern over the continued to be reduced talent pool now and what about a future where your choices may be only ai because of the further shrinking talent pool well look i i there are so many different angles to that question i i i don't think it is technology's responsibility to keep a workforce at the same level that it was prior to that technology right. coming coming along. So I, I, I think it ultimately falls on all of us, you know, whether you're uh, a station owner or you work for a radio station to kind of figure out what it is you're trying to do here and, and what you want the technology to do for you. I, I don't think broadcasters are going into um, AI and saying, oh, this is great. We'll be able to fire more people. Um, I, I really don't believe that, but I think they are going to be looking for efficiencies. Are there ways of doing the kind of radio that we're already doing in, in uh, a smoother, uh, more streamlined, uh, e e easy sort of way? 
I, I think those are probably a lot of the questions that are being asked. But again, I mean, there's still a lot of questions about overall capabilities here, and we don't know where where we're going to end up in all of this. So uh, I, I hope that answers the question, but there's so many moving parts to this, Lloyd. Radio has denigrated the quality of what comes out of the speakers in many markets and many stations. Yes. And, you know, when I was at the Country Radio Seminar, um, Zena Burns from Futuri and somebody else stood up and Fred and I were at the same table and she talked about, um, you know, radio, GPT and AI. And what I offered, and not that it's a reason for anyone to jump to AI, but what I offered is I can drive across America and have the radio on at night and hear sweepers and music and 12 minutes of commercials and a break and no talent, no connectivity. And, yes. and radio, I mean, personality and talent and connection to a market is our secret sauce. I mean, you know, I listen to the, I use the free app from Spotify and I'll stand through the two minutes of spots at the top of the hour and two at the bottom of the hour is that I can hear my favorite rock songs the rest of the hour. And so radio can't compete with that. And what would make us think that just sweeping music at night, when you could have syndication, when you could have voice tracking or AI, what would make us think that anyone's going to tune in and care about that? And, and I point to sales where Monday through Friday, 6A to 7P is all we care about. And when Monday... There's, through a, there's a worse problem with what you're talking about, and it is the collapse of expectation by audience, what you are. Yeah, that's and really over time, over time, that's very real, and it's very detrimental. And this concentration on 6A to 7P, which I totally get. Yeah, sure. Uh, the, the problem and the consequence is the collapse of expectation across time. I have clients in some markets who will say, because their sales consultant to them says, you know, all we care about is Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p. Right. And so not only do we not run talent at night, they're not running syndication because they don't want to give up any inventory because they need that inventory at night to get the cost per point through the day. Um, and, and so I don't want to veer off because I know you do quite a bit of sales consulting, but my point is just, you know, we, we, if you're an air talent, yes, you've got to be concerned, but if you're a broadcaster, there's a lot, there's a lot of monsters under the bed. There are a yes. lot of monsters. Well, no, there re there really is, and and you know, look, you 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 bring up some really important points. I mean, I I think the the listener has not been at the forefront. I mean, we 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 are not a listener first, consumer first industry. We never have been, and yet we are surrounded by businesses and technologies and organizations that are about that. I mean, when we say, look, we can only sell 6A to 7P, so we're not going to put any resources in to the rest of the evening or the weekends because we can't sell them either. People are coming to listen to those. I mean, yep. we, we may not be able to sell it, 
But people can certainly hear that we're mailing it in and not doing a particularly good job. And so that goes back to voice tracking, Lloyd. I mean, you know, voice tracking could have been a really powerful tool where air talent could have learned to have just been spectacularly good in a more Mm -hmm. efficient way of recording a show. Instead, I, I think we've just lowered the bar on voice tracking and uh, that kind of technology. And what we end up with is pretty lousy radio. And so now here we are on the horizon of, 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 of a technology that will allow us to continue to be more efficient, but is it going to make for better radio? And, and is it going to make for the kind of radio? I mean, are we going to figure out a way to actually harness this technology to get radio back in the game? so that we're actually more competitive with all the other media around us. I wish we were having that conversation in in the industry. How could we use this technology to make radio sound great? It's, well, it's, I, it's, it's in there. I, I want to go further on this line to one thing before we get too far away from talent and what we're doing with talent and how we're really – Over the course of the last 30 years, we've largely shoved the talent to the side instead of, and I talk to clients about this all the time, how often are you training and practicing your on-air talent for endorsements? These are your trusted people on the air. How often are you doing that? And the answer often comes back, uh, uh, what, never. Oops. I think I think guys like Fred and I do coach talent on. Of course, of course, of course. Stuff I don't know, you know how many people invest in that, but but you are correct. In a live spot, you know, makes a product stand out and sells more cars and sells more air conditioners and all the products. Part it's part of the personality part of our business. That's our advantage is exactly what the both of you have been talking about. These are advantages that we largely have pushed aside for the business. The business of scale. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Mike, listen, you play a really interesting role. I'm going to tell you, it's unlike anything else in any other perspective that anybody can have. And and here's here's how I'm going to lay this out. You've consulted and then you had a very high profile job in a big company, Cumulus. That's a lot of job. Now you're consulting again. So it's the before, after and before (laughs) again, uh, you know, that radio is really focused on on revenue and profit margin from market to market times may be challenging. The challenge from an ownership perspective, let's be fair, is often how cheaply can I produce an acceptable product? That may be offensive. It sometimes is what it is. If I can save time because of efficiency, boom, I'm doing it. Time is money, isn't it? Yeah, of of course it is. And and again, I'm not anti using AI on the air, you know, maybe maybe that villainizes me, but, but if I were going to use AI announcers, it would be to put them at night and overnight where we don't have any personalities right now. Right. Um, I wouldn't be out there running around eliminating personalities 
or highly rated syndicated programming. It it would be wrong. I'm going to say something that sounds somewhat contradictory here in two parts. The first part is it would be wrong to assume that AI will not eventually sound as natural as you and I speaking right now. That would be wrong to assume. Yes. It get better. Technology improves. But having said that, we're we're in a time where people are going back and buying vinyl records. They are looking at natural fibers in clothing. They want a over-the-air radio that has big speakers to have better quality. And all of those things are one stream. There's still people that buy polyester. There's still people that are going to just download the songs they want to hear. Still people that are not going to care at all about having any type of radio or listening device. And they'll be fine with the smart speaker coming through a little hole. And so it's two different streams. And, and I think that that's how we have to look at it. There will be times when AI is the right thing to do and times when it's not. I think those are good points. Fred, listen, certainly one of the big advantages of radio is companionship. It seems over the years, every time a technology takes a leap forward, the business may seem to lose a little bit of itself. If radio strength is companionship and connection, does AI and the use of AI eliminate that connection to community? And does it hollow out the companionship with listeners until it's meaningless or lost? I I don't think it's that black and white. Um, you know, I, I don't think the 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 technology is as as you put it, hollows out the humanity of of a radio personality. I, I do think a lot though about COVID as really being a transformative event for our business. I mean, obviously it affected all of our lives in profound ways, but I, the data that I have, both in focus groups and in our tech surveys, indicated something happened with a lot of radio stations and a lot of personalities and a lot of listeners during that time where people clearly needed not just companionship, but empathy and all all the things that perhaps we don't associate with machine learning and and chatbots and and it would have been really interesting had this technology been unleashed in 2020 right as we were going through uh the the the, the whole figuring out how to do radio through the pandemic and and provide emotional support for our audience and meanwhile, here this technology is bubbling up and we're trying to figure out how all of that works and, and makes sense. I, I think a lot of radio stations acquitted themselves very well during that period of time. And, and I think they made some very unique connections. And I think the challenge that we have with this new technology is, can, can we squeeze that out of chatbots? I mean, can, can we figure out a way to, to make these bots emotional and provide some degree of companionship? Or should we continue to be working with our own personalities and, and, and try, try to get it out of them in a more human 
kind of way. I I, I don't know what the what the answer is, but I, I I do think COVID really provided a really interesting line in the sand for radio. And now when I look at this new technology, I think the bar to a great degree has been raised. I mean, Mike is right. You know, clearly in a situation where all a radio station is doing is segging records and dropping in production, anything would sound better than that. I mean, there's no question. But in terms of really doing companionship radio and really being there with a listener when something is going on in the community, that's that's a whole different level of performance. And Fred, the answer might be to do both work with personalities and work with AI to create the right balance. Go ahead, Mike. I want to hear your take on. Yeah, I was. Well, I was going to say, I mean, underscoring what Fred just said, he and I both live off the shores of Lake Erie. He's further north than I am. But the sunset last night was spectacular because of fires in Canada. And it will be spectacular again tonight. If you're an air talent and you're worried about AI taking your job, be observational, be emotional, share feelings, things that AI is not going to easily share. If I can talk about the graffiti painted on a water tank, that the majority of my market drives by on the way into downtown in the morning, then I have been observational and it's something that AI is not picking up off of the internet. And, and I think that also, by the way, would make your radio show better talking about something that other people see, hear, feel. Exactly. That, that are relatable, that are what it means to live here. You know, I, I think, I think the more that radio reflects what it is to be here now um, is is what makes better radio. And yeah, I I I, th- I think talent can can try to be more in that mindset as opposed to how quickly can I get to my next break or whatever the case may be. I think all the things that you see about trust and trust with local radio is about tribalness. And tribal is local. And that's a connection that should be mined almost religiously. Fred, listen, in your opinion, how likely are we to see a national AI voice personality on radio? And here's what I mean. We all know that the future is uncertain. Uh, Isn't it just a matter of time before something can be created and it, quote it, unquote it, is able to, through the support of a large company, build a fan base of its own? Sure. I think it is technologically possible to probably do that now. I mean, the question is, how rich is it going to be? How warm is it going to be? I mean, you know, will will it just be up there doing the that was, this is, and here's what's coming up? Or will it actually be capable of emotion? I mean, you know, look, the, the greatest air personalities put themselves out there. You know, as Mike said, they are self-deprecating. They are human. They talk about their frailties. I mean, Maybe we're going to get there with this technology. I wouldn't count anything out 
at this point, but we're certainly not there now. And for personalities who wear it on their sleeves, I think that's the expression. Um, they don't have anything to worry about if if they're if they're genuine. They have that level of trust with the audience. And I, Mike, Mike, and I could go back and play a game of thinking about personalities who we know from today and the past. Mike names one. Fred names one. We could go back and forth for an hour with people who really do it well. Um, those are the people that maybe we'll be able to use this as a prep tool or as, 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 a, as a way to be able to kind of get through, you know, some of the more mundane aspects of plotting a show out so they can be themselves. I, I think there's going to be some real upside there, but I, I don't look for this technology to be able to recreate the emotional fabric of a personality in Cleveland or Detroit who knows what it's like to live here and to feel the pain when something happens in the community or on mm. the other hand, the joy when, you know, your, your team actually goes to the world series or that type of thing. So I don't know. I, I have a lot of intrinsic belief in the personality here. Um, I love the technology, but it, it's still about the personality to me. Well, my mentor talks uh, about the intent of the creator of technology or even a version of what you're using with something like a chat GPT or even AI voices. Most people don't think that deeply. They think, oh, here's chat GPT. It's something I can use. But there's actually intent with the creator of these different versions of technology. Mike, you've seen a lot across time. It's kind of like what Fred's talking about right now, where you could go back and talk about these different technologies and things that have been developed over time. You've coached a lot of talent. I'm sure you've had some heart-to-heart -heart moments where you're encouraging talent now about what's occurring and what they're seeing. What do you tell talent today about artificial intelligence? What does talent do to continue to be valuable, viable, and relevant in this business today, tomorrow, in the future, far off? Well, I, I said a little bit of it versus mm -hmm. AI to, you know, be really emotional and talk about how, you know, seeing a movie made you tear up or you couldn't stop laughing. Uh, all of those you know, emotions, and then use all of your senses descriptively, you know, talk about what something sounded like, you know, talk about what something tasted like or how it felt or how it made you feel, you know, those are great emotions. But the things that I really focus on with talent and, and sadly, one of the things that I find myself repeating in small markets and big markets is community connection you know, talking to people about what they care about in their community. You know, an air talent who's not acknowledging that school is out. You know, it doesn't matter that someone like me who has grandkids, when school is out, that means I'm not dealing with buses anymore. I can get where I want to go more quickly. It means my granddaughters are going to be over here swimming you know, during the day. I mean, what are those, what are those things happening in your community that impact people universally? And you're not going to find that on USA Today online. You know, you've got to know what's going on in your own market. You've got to be 
searching out social media in your market and look at what's trending, what people are talking about in your market. And then be natural about it. Don't be contrived. It's been a long time since I've run into an obstinate air talent, but there was a time when I would sit in a meeting and I would say, hey, did anybody see, you know, Top Gun 2? And somebody would go, oh, I, I just, I never go to movies. It's not my thing. And it would make me crazy, you know, right. because it might not be your thing, but you need to see some clips on YouTube and read something so you can relate to it and talk about it. And so that elitist attitude of some air talent is less and less as time has gone on. Um, but that, to your point, to answer it succinctly, connectivity. That's it. Be connected well, to your community. I also think in addition to connecting geographically with what's going on, with what appeals to a mass audience, whatever radio station you're working on, that radio station has a target audience. What's important to those people? It's kind of like what Fred talked about earlier about putting this consumer first. What is it that they are most interested in? Fred, some companies undoubtedly are going to use the new tools. I know I keep going back to this for more reduction in force. That is probably not a secret. It may happen. It will happen, whatever you want to say. But one of the main concerns to our industry now has to be how AI might ultimately hurt radio. If companies don't have enough human oversight, and I do think this is important, or certainly attention to detail, monitoring the quality of content, don't you think that'll hurt radio's overall credibility? How do decision makers act with purpose and care to avoid content quality issues using technology? So I, I think the bigger concern, and I mean, look, all of this is unpleasant. <laughs> when we start talking about planned reductions in force and efficiencies and economies of scale and all that stuff. I mean, it's it's it, it's a difficult conversation on a, a lot of different levels. But I also think about the aspect of the future pipeline for air personalities. And look, I was worried about this before there was chat GPT. Where is the next generation of air talent going to come from? Who wants to do this for a living when you can go on TikTok and do your uh, creativity there and make a lot more money than we pay here? I mean, what makes radio really exciting is that it can be live. It can be in the moment. It can be really local. It can be a community connection. You can really make a difference in, in people's lives. And I think there's a lot of people who have been on the air and radio through the years and right up to today who are in it for that th those kinds of rewards and those kinds of purposes. So, you know, I, when I think about where we might be in another three, four or five years as this technology evolves into directions that maybe we can't even imagine at this point, I'm, I become concerned about the radio personality as a profession and who wants to do this and how much more difficult is it going to be to really find engaging, interesting people 
who want to put themselves on the radio and and connect with communities and and people like that. So that that I when 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 I think about the dark side of some of this, that's kind of where I go. Mm-hmm. Mike, uh, what about you? How how do you how much? Could putting AI voices on the air actually hurt radio's credibility, being authentic? I, I'm going to go ahead and put out there that if you're doing uh, uh, nothing but imaging and jingles and songs at night, uh, there is no question that you could have an improvement from an AI voice hmm. or or national syndication or there's so many options. Uh well, might we find that listeners don't care if we don't take care of this, that they just don't care anymore? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, we used to look for two hours a day of listening. Now we look for two hours a week of listening. And and so, I mean, I think that's already happened that, you know, we're in many cases, we've allowed radio to cease to be a destination where people go to look for compelling content. I don't know that AI destroys credibility unless it is, which is a possibility, announcing information that's incorrect. And and so that could yes. be, I know I saw just recently in the news where iHeart had said, hey, we want everyone to stand down while we think about how we want to approach this as a company. Um, because, you know, you could have, an AI voice picking up a story that's wrong on the internet to begin with, and it disseminates it. Um, And so that would damage credibility. But no less than an air talent urinating in public in a Walmart parking lot. And so, so, so there's always been some question about behavior and credibility for air talent. It's well, just a different process. Well, you'll never catch a bot doing that. That's for sure. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> there's, that's right. The, there's the quote of today's podcast. There it is. Right. We, Mike, we can't even teach it that behavior. There's <laughs> just <right>. no way. <laughs> All right, Fred, let's talk about this because you're never <laughs> one to avoid what you see in research. Right. And, and and look, oftentimes, this is the most fascinating part of Fred Jacobs' brain for me. It's like he's going to cut into it. Recently, you said this, quote, maybe instead of talking about robot DJs, we should start a dialogue about why Gen Z listens to so little radio, unquote. How do you think these AI tools might play a role, positive or negative, Getting Gen Z and younger generations back to the table in terms of their radio listening. That's a really interesting question. Um, <laughs> my my first blush reaction to that is it's not that that if we think this technology is going to be the gateway drug for teens, that all of a sudden, whatever it is we're doing is going to become palatable and even entertaining to an 18 year old. I mean, we're it's garbage in garbage out, Lloyd. I mean, we you you teach these bots and you get out of these bots what you put into them. So I I really don't see a, a, a bright shining light here where this technology is going to create a welcoming um 
product, if you will, for younger people. If they're not here, this technology is not going to get them here. Um, it, it's, it's not like they've been avoiding radio because it sounds a little sloppy or there's been too many segues and, and not, not, not enough content. So I'm, 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 I'm not hopeful that this technology is going to bring new people to the table who don't listen to the radio now. Fred, did you just use a slogan that I heard decades and decades ago? Cause I think you did. And I'm going to lay it out with computers. Content in it's content out. In other words, garbage in is garbage out. It doesn't yep. change. Yep. I mean, look, th these bots are pulling from what's already out there. <laughs> I mean, right. and they're incredibly efficient and effective at, at being able to synthesize all of this content. But ultimately, they're working with what they're going to work with. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll give you a real life example. We're working with a public radio station and we are encouraging them to start up another newsletter. Newsletters are really popular with their audience and they're already doing two newsletters. And so here we are coming to them going, no, you need to do a third. And they're like, Fred, we're out of bandwidth. There's just no way we have the staff or the ability to be able to start another newsletter. And so I show them <laughs> on chat GPT that no, in <laughs> fact, we actually can start a newsletter and I asked the bot to create for me 10 things to do in the market this coming weekend that would be fun for the family. And sure enough, the bot cranks out a really wonderful list of 10 things until I start looking at the list. <laughs> and it turns out that number two and number seven are the exact same thing. It's just that the zoo has two different names. One of the names is the local zoo, and the other name of the zoo is named after a guy. And it's the exact same description for the zoo. I mean, someone's got to watch over this stuff. It's not going mm -hmm. to just crank out great content on its own. All right. So, look, you've heard this as a theme through our entire conversation. I think we can all agree it's too early to tell how AI technology will impact the radio business in real time because we're in the early stages of its use, of its adaptation. I wonder if I could get a last comment from each of you, especially some encouragement to radio owners, radio sellers, radio personalities, and radio programmers. And Mike, I'm going to start with you. So I'm not sure where to begin there. Are you saying, or rather, are you asking um, what each area of the station should think about in regard to AI? I, I think I'm just saying, look, there are a lot of people that will listen to content like this yeah. in the radio business right now, and they are looking for some encouragement about their role in the future if they want to be employed in this business. So, you know, we talked about a lot of heavy stuff and some exciting stuff. And, and people might not want to see this as exciting, but it is. It's a new version of technology. You know, I actually was with somebody today who's not in the radio business, and we had a conversation about uh, ChatGPT, and they did not know about it. 
So they asked me, what is this? You know, and I told them what it was. And they said, well, that's really frightening. And I go, well, you already do it. You already are using artificial intelligence right now. And they said, no, that's not true. And I said, well, listen, and I reached down on their desk and I picked up their smartphone. I said, listen, I will bring this back to you next week. How are you doing with that? You okay if I take this smartphone from you for a week? She said, absolutely not. She goes, you win. So we're already using the technology. The, the very thought that we're going to be in a situation where it's like, oh, we have to be scared by AI. No, we don't. We're already using it in our everyday life. Yeah, I mean, let me, let me, so now I understand. So the first thing I would say is I would be reluctant to draw a line in the sand against AI. Because Fred and I live in a world where there was a time when people said syndicated programming will never beat local radio shows. Yeah. And Howard Stern did. And there was a time when we said voice tracking can never beat a local live talent. And it has. And so I, I would never draw a line in the sand, which I see it being drawn by some, that sure. AI is never going to replace an air talent. Sadly, it will. There will be some people who will use it for evil and and they will replace air talent. And so I think if you're an air talent, I go back to you've got to be really strong. You've got to be connected to your community. You've got to be observational. you got to put in the time for the show prep. You cannot phone it in. You shouldn't be phoning it in, but you can't. If you are a radio station owner operator and you're not doing something of value at night or overnight or some fringe weekends hours hours then ai could be that air talent that makes something at least sound like there's you know a connection to your market if you're a seller ai can do research for you about your client it can help you be more aware of the industry which you are pitching it can help you write copy When's the last time you walked in a radio station and saw five people writing commercial copy? Right. Salespeople end up doing that. And so chat GPT can certainly help do that. If you are in a newsroom, I would not depend on chat GPT to write my news stories. <laughs> I might use it for research to get to the bottom of a story or to give you an indication on the history of a building that collapsed in Iowa. And so those things are out there, much like you would use Google or some other search engine. I think those things are there. And when it comes to marketing, I think AI can help you find slogans that resonate with your target, much like the example I used for a recent conference. So, so there's a lot of uses for it. And if it were me, I mean, I have to tell you, and I have gray hair, but I got to tell you, I'm excited by it. I don't want it to be used for evil. I want to figure out how to harness it to use it for good. Fred, you know, I'm going to ask, give us your final thoughts. So I am a uh, jump into the, the uh, lake guy <laughs> i've i've uh, you know to some degree i've i've made some of my reputation on doing that i certainly advise my clients when new social media platforms come out for example 
don't just say, ah, you know, this TikTok thing, how how can there be another social media platform? I, I think with a lot of these things, you got to jump in and you got to play and you got to see what's going on. I mean, I I was one of the original buyers of Google Glass, sadly. Um, I still have it $1,500 later, just a terrible product, but I wanted to know. And I see these new Apple goggles that were just introduced and I'm intrigued. I, I want to see what the experience is like. So I look at this in the same way that Mike does. I think it's really exciting. I, th I think a lot of the possibilities are amazing. I, I think it, it can really help people who are smart and tuned in to begin with. And I think it can help fine tune them. I mean, as somebody who writes a blog every day, I mean, I can definitely see not it writing blog posts for me, but certainly helping me synthesize articles that I'm reading or helping me summarize things or describing images. So I think there are so many applications that are really exciting. But when we kind of cross that line and we start moving into, all right, let's fire all the air talent and replace them all with bots. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Let let's let's kind of pull back a little bit and see what's going on. And I think this space is going to require some thought and we're going to require some time. I mean, look, when you've got Elon Musk and Bill Gates both saying, you know, if it were up to us, there'd be a moratorium on this stuff. I I, I think those are two voices that are worth listening to. I think we know that this is going to be a poorly regulated technology. I mean, we've seen what didn't happen with social media over the past right. 15 years. So there's no reason to believe that this is going to be any different. And I think this is more powerful. And I respect the power that's out there. I, I see what iHeart is saying in terms of their reluctance to jump in for a variety of reasons. And I respect that at the same time, I would be jumping in and learning everything I can about the technology. I might draw some lines and go, I'm not going to use it here and here, but I will use it there and there. But I want to take this opportunity to learn everything I can about it to figure out how, how can I make it work. And, and I think if you trust your gut and you trust yourself, and again, Mike and I have been doing this for a few minutes. Um, you, you do develop a sense of confidence after a while that we'll figure it out. I mean, we'll we'll be able to look at this technology and go, you know what? Here here's some applications here that would really work well and and make for better radio. So I'm 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 in the same zone he is. I worry about the evil applications of it. I I hope we can stay on the good side with it. So interesting. Fred just talked about technology and social regulation failures with social media. This is a faster spreading technology. Take this as a warning for me. This is a faster spreading technology. It is much faster than anything you've seen since 2007. This is the scary part of potential regulation. But look, I do like our potential to figure it out. We just talked about positive opportunities for radio with AI and with our personalities. I want to say this to you. If you are not coaching talent, including coaching them on endorsements, but also to help create more compelling and connected shows on your radio station, there are three consultants on this episode. 
reach out to any of us to get real help to define more value for your product and your personalities in the future. Why? Because it is your business. If you think that the future involves a time where your voice cannot be replicated, please do more research. The consequences of AI will not look like the rules that you see and know today and yesterday. Your signature in the future isn't going to be the way you sound. It's going to be the quality of your content, your unique emotion, empathy, and the flavor of your unique exclusive output. Yes, exclusive in the era of Google and all this other technology. It will be how relational you are, and that extends way past being on the air or being local and into your sales department and also into your community itself. Perhaps we should think of AI as the great leveling. Many more people will be able to technically do what you or technically replicate what you can do technically. What do you bring to the experience that makes you unique? The faster we move, the more crunchy things become, more humans will want to connect with authenticity. We crave what is real, and consumers have always been able to figure this out again and again, no matter what tricks are used. I want to encourage you to focus on emotion, connection, authenticity, and to embrace ChatGPT, AI, and any future tool or development with your own creativity. This is the road to the future with better innovation and better creativity. That's what radio needs. Get our free resources to help your sellers with our encouraging sales success series inside the free blog at RainmakerPathway.com. Anytime we're here to encourage radio pros at all levels, that includes your sellers. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, email me, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We say this all the time at Rainmaker Pathway and on the Radio Rally. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. We want to say a very special thank you to the guest in this podcast episode, Mike McVeigh, president of McVeigh Media, and Fred Jacobs, owner of Jacobs Media. Let me tell you something. Uh, uh, we want to say thank you to each of these important guests for being our patient and giving guests during this special episode. Their contribution to our industry and caring about broadcasters continue to be a value to everyone. By the way, the question in front of this episode, you remember this, where I said, you know, is this really Fred Jacobs? Is it really Mike McVeigh? Is it really Lloyd Ford in this episode? Or are these AI representations of the three of us talking about these consequential things? Here's your answer. So listen carefully. It doesn't matter. Bringing your full force creativity, what you learn, and your own innovation to the tools made available to you no matter what time it is, is truly what matters in the 21st century. A special thank you to everyone involved in this, including Joe Kelly for producing our Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, and for uh, just making this happen for us. Uh, look, if you are involved in this industry, please do share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know are interested in growing their careers in radio and audio. Subscribe for free on Apple, Audible, Spotify, or almost anywhere you get your podcast. If you don't remember anything else 
from this episode or any of the others that you hear. We have over 100 in our archive. Please be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally with the encouragers. May the tools of the future be with you.